calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is the Frasier podcast that explores themes and best moments from the show. Today, I am joined with Marissa Bramwell, who is a writer who I recently connected with, and I'm very excited to talk to you. Marissa, how are you today? I'm great, Anita. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm curious because we were connected through, uh, I believe, a friend of yours, Bailey Swill. Did I make her last name? Bailey, yeah. Bailey Swilly. We were introduced... We were introduced by Bailey Swiley, uh, who told me you were a number one Frasier fan. And um, as I always do to really see uh, if somebody is, uh, Mm -hmm. I I like to comb through Twitter because generally I've noticed a a true Frasier fan has thoughts of the show passing through their head pretty often and will uh, tweet tweet about them. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, um, where how did you get into the show in the first place? Well, I got into the show when it was in syndication, you know, back when we used to watch TV on TV um, many moons ago. I was working the overnight shift at ABC News, um, and I, you know, just the cadence and the pacing of the show uh, lulled me to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's just something about <laughs> the NPR quality of Frasier. And at first I was like, oh, this is, a, you know, I couldn't watch a show like, friends or 30 rock to help me sleep you know during the day but you know the intro the Frasier intro and just it's very a fairly muted show right uh and that yeah the voices you know Frasier has a very soothing voice uh lonely to sleep anyway ended up not sleeping ended up becoming (laughs) obsessed with the show and uh and that led to me, you know, when it went off, whatever channel, I guess they changed, you know, when things were in syndication, they would, the, the local networks would change the times. And I think there was a time where Frasier went off with like the time switch and I was desperate to watch Frasier. So I, did, I ended up buying all the box sets, all the DVDs <laughs> and watching those. Wow. Yeah. So I have all, all every season. And now it's on Netflix, so I watch it every day. 
Uh, I mean, what's good for you, because my fear is that one day they're going to take it off of Netflix. I know. I don't know why they, they would do such a terrible thing. They, they, but you're covered. They, I'm covered. I am covered. I do still have a DVD player. Uh, so I'm covered because I can still <laughs> watch it. But I can't watch it on my computer, which is how where I currently watch it now. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I just finished my, I don't know, I am assuming 20th or plus round of running through the entire series. So I'm back on season one. Uh, it skips nice. a lot of season 11 <laughs> because, you know. <laughs> uh, that, so. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like I, there's a few other people that I talk to who say the same thing. Like for, for me, uh, I also love watching Frasier before I go to sleep. Yeah. Like, especially, it's definitely like in a good way, a good trigger. Like hearing that jazzy music um, yes. immediately. And it's a show I don't want to, I don't want to watch too loudly. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's generally speaking at a very soothing, uh, <laughs> not too loud uh, tone of voice. Right. And um, yeah. I think I've watched it so many times before bed that it really, it's like Pavlovian conditioning. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's time to, <laughs> you know, get into my pajamas. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can, I, yeah. It really I is. I can highly relate to that. And it puts you in a good mood before you sleep. You're not going to wake, you know, you're not going to have nightmares after watching Frasier. You're, you know, it's just, Absolutely. It's just in a good mood. You're happy. Perfect. Yes. Yes, I've never had nightmares from watching that show. I can tell you <laughs> the show that you that I can't watch before bed, but I have is mm-hmm. Black Mirror. Oh no. I've watched that before bed and I always have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah, cuz that that um, plays I, the dark side of you know our shadows. Exactly. Side. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am curious though just cuz you know this is our first time really chatting. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of like your background as a writer, like what were you doing at ABC where you were doing overnight shifts, uh, ships, shifts, and um, and like what are you up to now? I'm just curious. Oh, so I was a journalist for ABC News. I was working on the national and the foreign desk as an assignment editor. Oh, wow. So, you know, the assignment desk, the news is a 24-hour cycle. So we were in our assignment desk is the news desk is essentially like the nucleus of the news organization. We know where all the correspondents are and producers, Mm -hmm. et cetera, the entire team for the, we manage the entire ABC news team domestically and internationally. You know, we have on the overnight shift, you know, we were the ones in touch with our producers in Indonesia and Pakistan and, you know, everyone we have in every single country, there's a, a reporter that works for our news service. And they also work for, you know, the Associated Press and others, but they primarily worked for wow. us. So we would, we would, I would have to, you know, check in with them, see, you know, make sure everything's good. Do we need to move people to, you know, from Islamabad to, you know, wherever, Karachi, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a cool job. I loved it. It was just it was exhausting. I mean, it was exhausting because yeah, we're expected to know everything going on in the world, around the world. All the I can time. imagine. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very high pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the Fraser after work, perfect. Nice. Did you move out of that into like writing? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote for them. That's how I got into the Writers Guild, actually, because I was writing an oh. editorial and logistic, logistical position because um, we were writing editorial and uh, for the entire network and also, um, you know, managing teams. So that's how I got into the Guild. And I left that job and did some consulting. And it was during that, you know, I kind of was like, you know, I've always wanted to get into comedy. Why am I not doing that? I'm in New York. Uh, yeah. I was in New York at the time. So I took an improv class at UCB. And I guess that's how it, it started. It, it scared me. Improv terrified me. So I took it and then went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Well, see, mm -hmm. I think it's I always like uh, when I meet people who I mean, sometimes it infuriates me when I meet people that are like very smart and they were like, you know, in law school or a doctor or an engineer. And these yeah. are all people I've met who mm -hmm. are like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm switching to comedy. And I think <laughs> it's great because I feel like I feel like it's great to come into that world with previous experience doing something like really cool or important, like being a journalist. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds. Yeah, that sounds extre extremely high pressure. It, um, it, yeah, it's fun. And we can yeah. handle a lot. And, and one of my other colleagues is actually he's a comedy writer out here in L.A. too. I just moved to L.A. But and he's He's been out here a little longer. He left that job to do comedy, and and I just kind of followed him. I think five years later, nice. so he has a few years ahead of me. But it's it's all good. <laughs> are you are you at all interested in writing for the Frasier reboot if that ever happens, the revival you know, or whatever? I I they shouldn't do it, man. I'm so upset. <laughs> like. Even Kevin yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea. Why? Martin and Eddie are dead, and which is frustrating. <laughs> How are you going to handle yeah. that in a reboot? I don't know. And truthfully, hey. truthfully, uh, I don't know how many people are actually on board because interestingly, I um I had the a big pleasure of actually uh it's coming out in a little bit, but I ha I did an interview or an episode of this podcast with Joe Keenan, who oh. was a writer for Frasier. And I I, it was truly amazing. He's never going to hear this, so he's mm -hmm. not going to hear me say that I like feel like I blacked out because I was so <laughs> like nervous and excited that I feel yeah. like when I listen to it over, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, this is what we talked about. That's cool because I was very nervous. Um, but he, but I, I he's so amazing. Um, I spoke to him like less than a week before, you know, that like deadline article came out that uh -huh. Kelsey Grammer was in talks. But Joe Keenan, when I talked to him, made it sound like nobody had expressed any particular interest in doing a revival. So I I know that mm -hmm. I would be very skeptical if none of the original writers were involved. I'm already skeptical, but I would be extra skeptical uh, if it were, you know, a bunch of newbies. I say that as a person who if somebody called me now and they were like, hey, we need somebody to just be an extra at Cafe Nervosa, I'd probably say yes because... <laughs> I, would, I would definitely that's yes. I would sign up. If, I mean, if that was a... If it happened, I would, yeah, I'd be all over that. <laughs> I'd be like... But yeah, I just... Maybe, I yes. feel like if we just look at how season 11, like the last season was, you know, they you could tell they were tired. Look at how the Willie yeah. reboot is doing. And I mean, sure, I guess it's doing okay, but none of those actors want to be there. It's quite clear they don't want to be there. They don't want to be doing it. They're just kind of going through the motions and taking a check. 
And to me, that's not what makes a good show. Um, it, it's sure. hard to watch. I can't watch Will and Grace. Um, the re- the you know revised whatever reboot. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. I mean the actors are all going to be super expensive. They're going to blow the budget with that alone, and then. <laughs> It would be great and if what the about original Eddie? writer. I mean, Eddie, I don't know. Like, what are they going to do? Bring Frederick back? <laughs> you know, centered around Frederick and, and and the kids, like Daphne Nile's kids, like and Roz's daughter. Like, it's the the kids were cute, but they weren't funny. It was the chemistry between Niles and Frazier and the and Martin uh, that was funny. You don't have the tension with Daphne. Uh, I don't know. It would have to be. I, it would have to be a, a girl meets world situation. If you've uh, familiarized yourself with the spinoff to Boy Meets World, yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Is, I don't would, want to see that. <laughs> yeah. And this and this is called. It's not called Freddy. Or it's it's called Freddy. <laughs> the new one's oh. called Freddy. Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. Um, oh. <laughs> I know that would be that would be weird. Who do you have a favorite character on Frasier? I mean, I love Niles. I love Niles. He's just his facial expressions and his mannerisms, his body language. His physical comedy is great. And I love Fraser, of course. Um, But Niles is great. (laughs) He's just so good. I'm with you. I'm with you. I would say if I had to pick a favorite, favorite character, it's Mm -hmm. actually a character that's not always on the show. And that's Mm -hmm. uh, B.B. Glazer. Oh, I love uh, her. Oh, my gosh. She's so, just the way she kind of she's creeps my, in. <laughs> she yeah. Me, I mean, I feel like I don't know her full background, um, like, outside of the show as an actress, but I feel like she and uh, and David Hyde Pierce both, I suspect, because he does a lot of theater acting, and I suspect she does, too, because of just the both of them are very theatrical, I yes. think. Yes, yes. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like I looked up her background years ago, but I uh, don't remember anymore. That's all right. I'm going to find her, find her and trick her into doing this. Podcast, <sighs> I'm sure she would do it. Um, so today I thought, um, you know, one thing that I'm surprised I haven't gotten to yet, and I think it's because I've been saving it uh, for somebody who I think gets it, <laughs> is uh, Niles and uh, Daphne's relationship. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, I thought it beautifully played out in terms of, I think, especially now when I watch a lot of shows, usually the will they, won't they is sort of solved in the first or second season. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really, really know what happens after that for shows. But, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about Niles and Daphne and sort of the seven years leading up to their uh, getting together. Because yeah. um, I think that the way it played out was was uh, quite entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that I think about a lot, especially having rewatched it so many times, is mm-hmm. just all of the things uh, that Niles was fixated on and like the the almost, you know, situations where they kissed or something. Mm-hmm. I thought, is it is it cute or is it creepy? So I thought we could get into that today. <laughs> okay. Um, first off, first off, I am curious. Now I can tell you that I know for sure a lot of the crushes I've had um, mm-hmm. on 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 guys that I've had crushes on have absolutely stemmed 
from this show in that I thought having an like un like a unrequited I think that's how you pronounce it uh-huh. love uh it is very romantic the the idea of something that might never be is romantic which doesn't translate well in no. real life cuz then no. you are alone yeah um so I'm cur- I'm curious uh with you know watching their well actually yeah you watched it in syndication so how mm-hmm. old were you when you were watching it in the first place to begin with? Oh, I didn't start watching Frasier until I was in my 20s. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's I, probably healthier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I didn't watch it when it was on. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why. I think because like, Friends was on and other things were on. I think I had just gotten... Uh, yeah, I was in college and I had MTV for the first time, so I wasn't watching. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have cable growing up, so yeah, we had I didn't either. <laughs> I was I was mesmerized by like oh I watched all the music videos. Um yeah. Um I was in like, I didn't say, have cable. Uh, yeah, I was watching. So, so to your point, I did not have cable growing up. So everything that I watched was like, you know, Frasier, Seinfeld, Friends, uh, uh, Wings, <laughs> uh, Veronica's Closet, Just Shoot mm-hmm. Me. It was truly what, what I could get, uh, uh, reception wise, which was usually NBC, sometimes CBS, sometimes Fox. ABC did not come in very well. So unfortunately, you know, didn't super get into TGIF just because mm-hmm. uh, the antenna just d- didn't work. Um, and so and so I was watching Frasier while it was on uh, oh. and I was young. I was a kid. <laughs> no, think of um, that. Live TV. The only time you could watch yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. It's. I mean, it was. It was just a dangerous combo in terms of like mm-hmm. setting a precedent, uh, romance-wise, because like between that and also, I also liked soap operas, so I really oh, liked God. Days of Our Lives. Yeah. And Passions, one of the <laughs> most underrated soap operas of all time. I love um, Passions. So, uh, you loved Passions. I'm so glad yes, to be another. I mean, when I saw fan. Justin Hartley's on This Is Us, I was. So happy. I loved him. Uh-huh. Loved him. Yes. I'm so happy for a soap opera star when they move beyond the soap opera. Yeah. Because it's hard. I feel like you get sucked in it, there and, and, and that's your life. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be because soap acting is some of the hardest, hardest, most grueling work. But So I think you might this is this is interesting. I think mm-hmm. you might possibly have a different perspective if you're a person in your 20s uh, mm-hmm. who's watching that love story unfold. Uh, mm-hmm. So he- here's what I did. I, I wrote I wrote down some episodes, uh, sort of pivotal episodes uh, from okay. season one through seven. Fortunately, okay. sounds like you've rewatched it enough times. Yeah. That you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So uh, let's start with how they meet. So mm-hmm. in, the, in Dinner at Eight, uh, mm-hmm. season one is mm-hmm. when they meet. And I specifically remember when they first meet, uh, Niles is already taken aback, I guess, by her beauty. Because um, <laughs> when they're shaking, when they're shaking yeah. hands, he just keeps going, "You're Daphne, you're Daphne," and like he can't get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think is the thing that draws him in? Is it just beauty? Is it the accent? What do you think it was at the beginning 
I feel like, because I, I watch that scene, and every time I watch it, I, I laugh because I don't think it's 100% her beauty. Because she's kind of, yeah. you know, that scene, she's cleaning the house. She's wiping down the table. Yeah. I think That's right. She's just, I think yeah. it's more her essence, uh, uh-huh. just her whole being. You know, she's friendly. She's down to earth. She, yeah. Uh, she's that very engaging. Yeah. Yeah, she's endearing. Yeah. She's an endearing character. You want to, you know, you want to be her friend. Um, it's true. Yeah, I'm also. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I'm convinced her accent is less less than it was at the very end of the show versus season one. I don't know if that's just in my head, but um, she definitely has a more, in my opinion, Mary Poppins quality. Uh, especially in those very early episodes. Yeah, I, so I have a suspicion they asked her to play up the accent. Ah, uh, just especially yeah. when you know, her brothers come, and I just watched a horrible episode I guess, when her brothers are visiting again, and yeah. one of them has speaks with such a thick, like he's almost speaking gibbery, gibberish. His accent uh-huh. is so thick like intentionally yeah. thick that they literally have him speaking gibberish. Um, <laughs> so I think oh, I, so when I, yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, like English people don't spit sound like that, but okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> it's to be funny. Uh, so I feel like they may have asked her to play, you know, play it up intentionally. And then as the season went on, yeah, it's possible. A real accent. I could see it. Kind of, she was like, do I have to keep emphasizing these, you know, words this way? And they were like, yeah, no, it's fine. I yeah, I, my thing about um, them meeting is, you know, the the first few years in the show, he's still married. So mm-hmm. that does add a level of creepiness mm-hmm. uh, to it for me. I mean, in, okay, so... There's an episode, uh, a midwinter's a midwinter's night dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that episode, Maris is out of town. She's stuck out of town, and I don't remember why. But for some reason, Daphne is at their house with Niles. All the lights go out. You know, they're lit by a fire, and then they're sort of lying down. I think she's upset because her love life isn't going well. Yeah, and she says like. She says something to him like, uh, I feel so close to you. And then and then there's this moment. I've paused on it because I still can't tell. They almost kiss. But when I say they, he's the one doing all the stuff to make it happen. And I can't tell if her eyes are closed and if she's reciprocating or not. Um, I feel like she's just lying know. there. She was just lying there, um, relaxed. Yeah. And yeah. she all thought, right. oh, maybe this could be an opportunity and oops, sorry, um, and I, yeah, I feel and so. He and Maris had 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 been having problems from the beginning. From she was true. never around. Uh, true, very true. And so his little crush seemed like you know, an innocent crush. You know, I, you know. But, Married people are married, develop crushes on people, you know, that think that's just a sure. natural thing. You don't, you're not completely shut off from noticing an attractive 
person once you get married. So uh, it didn't creep uh-huh. me out that he thought yeah. she was cute and was attracted to her, uh, especially sure. especially since he was having, you know, Maris is never really around and she's very, you know, manipulative and nuts. Um, and nobody liked her except for him. But I almost feel like sure. he was in love with Maris because of her status. I mean, she got him. She has all the money and the status that he was obsessed with. Um, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it's weird because I do, I feel like it's a show. This, this is a show I feel like I'm going to watch for a long time. I don't see it mm-hmm. just not like, I feel like I'm always going to come back to it. And mm-hmm. I have never, I've never been married. So that's the other part. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, not, like I have friends now, given that I, you know, I'm 30. I have mm-hmm. friends that are married now. Yeah. Um, but it's weird uh, watching that show and then just knowing like, this isn't real. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been married. And so I'm like, what happens when you get married? You just shut off. But it sounds like yeah. that's not true. <laughs> no, no. You um, still notice the hot guy down the street, you know. <laughs> That's, I think that's a good thing. I would I would yeah. always want to be able to appreciate a hot guy down the street. Yeah. Married absolutely. or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how they they kind of play it out that way. But then once he, I mean, you probably have this episode. There's a there's a point where it turns and he's he wants to ask her out. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and then he and then he gets scared. Yeah. He like. He chickens out because and I can relate to that. The fantasy never uh, lives up to the reality. So I, right. that's that's how I connected with Niles as a character. Mm-hmm. It's ju- and, and, and that's why how I, um, I know I am breaking the mold of this episode. But when they do start dating, I really love the episode where they explore uh, after she like the whole storyline with her disappearing to go to fat camp to cover yeah. her real pregnancy, right. um, problematic. Yeah. However, I do I do like that they t- they explore and Daphne talks about you know the possibility of why did she gain weight because she was scared of being put on a pedestal, and mm-hmm. then you know Niles Niles and Fraser together confront you know pivotal moments in the pre uh, relationship where right. yeah it turns out Niles is putting her on this pedestal, and then they do end up finally uh, consummating their relationship <laughs> and it's nothing like he thought it would be yeah. in a good way. So I was yeah. happy that 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 happened. Um, okay, here's here's a a, 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 cute, a cute or creepy premise. Uh, okay, so there's an episode one one of my favorites just because I like puppies uh, from season one, uh-huh. uh, where I, I think it's called Oh the Unkindest Cut of All, uh-huh. which is funny because I I've had fun looking up names of episodes, and this is referring to the fact that uh, Fraser wants to get Eddie. Uh, neutered yeah. uh so he, he has a bunch of pup. he has a bunch of puppies uh phrase or daphne likes the puppies and so once nile sees that he starts putting chunks of meat behind his ears so that the dogs <laughs> will lick him right is that cute or is that creepy is that i'm sorry you cut is out is it cute cute is it cute or is it creepy that he does <laughs> silly it was silly it was, it was yeah it was a little it was a little extra yeah i mean you got beers on the creepy um 
like creepy. I call it a middle ground. Trying to yeah. be cute, but he was a little yeah. like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, especially since yeah. he's such a germaphobe. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now you're. It's cutesy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> okay. So another episode that I really like that they definitely make reference to back many times in the future. Season three, Moon Dance. That's ah, where uh, love that. Niles goes to or he gets dance lessons mm-hmm. from Daphne even though the date that he was originally practicing to or to dance with, she cancels and he just pretends that he still needs dance lessons to be uh-huh. close to her. I thought it was cute. I did. I was like, I thought to myself, me and Nita would do something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was definitely a cute, a cute episode. And, and then it makes you a little sad at the end when she oh, thinks it's yes. the Still, that they're still pretending, and after they kiss, and he's like, "Oh," and he's and you feel for him because there yeah. you're, you know, you're like, "Oh man, here it's happening, it's happening," and it happens, and they kiss, and you're so excited, and then she blows it off, and you're like, "No, it's real, right? We think it's real." Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I felt I wanted to give him a hug so badly. Yeah. That was like yeah. I would. That would be. I'd put that in the heartbreaking category. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing that, and just having like immense uh, empathy for him. Yes, right. absolutely. But it was also um, really nice at the end yeah. because then he realized that he was ready for love and ready to move on. Um, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's true. He gets. Uh, he gets someone's phone number at the end. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah. A small success. Mm-hmm. Um, so now in season four, uh, I think he is, Niles is separated by that point. Mm-hmm. There's, and so there's an, epi- there's an episode called Mixed Doubles. Yeah. Uh, that, yes. Yeah, so he wants to ask Daphne out and then she ends up dating somebody that looks exactly like him. Yeah. That was and- crazy. I love that episode. <laughs> I love that episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That episode's so funny. Yeah, he, he ends up dating his doppelganger, essentially. That's uh, right. Hey, his you mannerism. know Yeah. And first time I'll say this, but a little creepy on Daphne's part, because I'm like, that's the other part that's sort of... Uh, it's the suspension of disbelief that I have to have. And I still always love the show. But there's mm-hmm. all these moments where I'm like, Daphne, how could you not see <laughs> that he's yeah. clearly in love with you? Uh, and then I thought, wow, does this mean subconsciously she also had feelings for him? Like she couldn't see that they looked exactly alike and sounded exactly alike and had the same mannerisms? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think that's the realization she comes to, you know, down the down the road that she was. Um, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, buried deep. Wild, yeah, that was wild. But I love that. I love that episode and just his reaction uh, to everything. <laughs> but initially, when Niles met um, 
whatever his I forgot his name. Uh, the guy that Daphne dates in that episode when she when he meets her date, he doesn't see it. Everyone else sees it. He didn't even see it himself. Yeah, he didn't, which he is didn't weird. recognize. Yeah, but I think we no. don't we don't know we don't always realize things about ourselves until people point them out to us. I guess I guess that's true. You know what? I'm just realizing. I think you'll get know the reference. I just realized that the show Friends has an episode that mirrors that exact same plot when Rachel dates a guy named Russ, who oh, is God. played yeah. by by David Schwimmer, mm-hmm. uh, and Ross doesn't see it either. Yeah, and I I'm curious. Which came out first, but now I suspect the Frasier episode came out first because it was also just done in a better way. In yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Frasier definitely did it first and better. Because um, I remember also, that, also that I, rest yeah. episode and I was like, mm, okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. And hey, I'll admit it. I've watched every season of Friends back and forth many times. Uh-huh. Uh but but I will say there are certain things. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's very homophobic. There's ba- basically no people of color in it. Uh, yeah. And, you know, those are those are things that started to get to me uh, after a while. I, also, it's just not a um, I don't know. It's not a show that grows with me over time. Like like Frasier, everyone in the show mm-hmm. is very smart sophisticated talks about opera talks about psychology mm-hmm. and those are things i started to learn about as i got older right uh, and so i feel like i every the older i get the more i appreciate the show because f- i've i've now out aged the characters on friends which is for me frightening where it, you know <laughs> you there's like an episode where they all turn 30 and all want to kill themselves i was like Okay, this is not helping me anymore because <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. now I'm older and yeah, and and Frasier and everyone on the show is still older than me, which is something I like. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. now I just realized I'm like around their age when you know when the shows when Frasier started, um, and yeah. and yeah, I identify, but I think I also feel like with friends. Sure. And they were what in their early twenties, like twenty five or something like that, and yeah, early twenties doing stuff that just isn't totally relatable. Um, I just I've always related I, more yeah. to Frasier. I just I feel like sure I just have Absolutely. I just have, and it's yeah. Um, I think just I like the you know it's very it's intelligent and. They're it's smart. It's it's. I just I love the show. I've always preferred Frasier to Friends. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're which is where it's like, oh, something. you can identify with you know this radio host who's a psychologist and he's a snob, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I relate to him more than I do Rachel or Monica Friends. or Phoebe any day. You know, absolutely. Um, they're all I think men who are yeah. my age, and I, I just don't relate to them. No, you're you're making me realize because for so long I've always said I love Frasier even though it's not relatable. But then I realized it is in terms mm-hmm. of 
the setting of being like, you know, a 40-year-old uh, white male who lives in Seattle, a place I've never been, yeah. uh, and kind of ta- talks like a character in a, in a you know, <laughs> I don't know. It talks, talks, there's a transatlantic, that's the word. For a, There's a, a word for sort of the way people talked in movies like in the 40s, like, you know, uh-huh. almost British, and I believe yeah. it's a trans- transatlantic accent. So <laughs> as much as all of that stuff is, not me I realized at a deeper level the relationships are what I relate to yeah that's what I relate to mm-hmm. the relationship between father and son the the unrequited love and mm-hmm. I realized on friends that show is supposed to supposedly mirror my life as a person who has lived in New York for 10 years yeah and then watching it I'm like none of this is real or true <laughs> No, it's uh, really not. Even the relationships aren't, it and friends aren't relatable. And, and yeah, I agree. No. And I feel like that's, I mean, as writers, that's something to keep in mind is that, you know, at the bottom, at the end of the day, it's all about the relationships um, and how we, how the audience relates to them. And I think Absolutely. relationships are timeless too. Yes. Oh, I love Always. that. I'm just gonna write. I'm just gonna write down what you said. Relationships are timeless. <laughs> they are. You know, we all have you know parents and siblings, and you know, or people right. we feel our parents or sibling. You know, like figures in our life that we love, and then we also have tension with. And you know, Fraser and Niles are very insecure. We all have our insecurities and our doubts about ourselves, and um, we all Absolutely. want love. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, okay, what season is this? Another episode from season four mm-hmm. uh, that I really liked was Daphne Hates Sherry. Oh, God. The name of the episode. Yeah. You might already know the premise. <laughs> I thought, okay, okay so in, the, in in that episode, Daphne ends up staying at Niles's place uh, because she's in a fight with Sherry. Mm-hmm. I thought that was peak Niles hotness. Yes. I remember what he was wearing. Yeah. And I, yeah, I wish something had happened. He was wearing all white linen and I was loving it. <laughs> I know. His like shirt was a little bit open and I was like, oh, look at you. And then, you know, and Daphne was definitely attracted to him in that state. Yeah. You know, she was yeah. just, he was there for her. They were friends. But then, you know, he's like, you know, has champagne and, um that's right yeah the sweat (laughs) yeah 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 because you see her kind of like her body language changes in that episode too um yeah she's definitely more open to having and she even invites him to you know sleep in the same bed so they could share the fan that's right um that's right and and then it's like, oh, you know, then Niles messes it up. And, oh, God, I could have murdered him. <laughs> I was like, what are you? <laughs> um, um, yeah, and Niles messes it up. Because uh, that's what she, like, he needs her he pills. He need, she needs her pills, her thyroid pills. Her pills. Oh, it's so weird pills. that I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her thyroid pills. And then Frazier afterwards is like, so, Niles, you're a doctor. You could have written her a prescription. 
I, yeah, no, it's a, it's yeah. upsetting. And I do think Daphne's body language definitely changes. And there mm-hmm. are also moments that in the, in this episode that I didn't notice before where mm-hmm. she's like, kind of looks like she's catching herself f- mm-hmm. like feeling comfortable and like seizes up a little. So, so yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, a mutual thing happening in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not a cute, nervous, not creepy, but yeah. sexy. Very. Yeah, definitely. Very. A, a sexy episode. Um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Cute or creepy. Uh, there is an, uh, an episode called The Unnatural. Mm-hmm. Freddie is in that episode and he is very open about his crush on mm-hmm. Daphne. And Niles yeah. is openly jealous yeah <laughs> uh weird I, i'd say weird <laughs> yeah definitely not my favorite episode um that was weird definitely creepy on um, like niles part and freddie's I, I mean i guess little boys have crushes but it was weird yeah he was doing were very weird he you know, I like Freddy, but I don't need an episode with. I I tend to skip the Freddy episodes. Um, <laughs> he was just kind of an annoying kid, but uh, I mean, he's the son of Fraser and Lilith. <laughs> Lilith. So I mean, that's only yeah. natural that he'd be annoying, super annoying. But like, yeah, uh, yeah, that was creepy. Um, I do like your your openness about your dislike of Freddie. <laughs> yeah. uh, I no, I I agree with you. I mean, yeah. he's like I don't know how much of a personality. No, you know what? That's not true. I have seen some great like kid actors, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. say he's a bad kid actor, but I feel like oh. his character could have been better and more interesting and more. Uh, like I, like I, I've always been a fan of Lilith. I do like her as a character. Oh, yeah. And in, yeah, she's the best. In retrospect, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would have liked to see them have a daughter who had a lot more Lilith in her. I feel like that would have been really fun. I think that would have been a really great dynamic, especially with Fraser's women's with, you know, issues with women. How would he raise a daughter yeah absolutely yeah um yeah so you know what yeah freddie freddie is skippable i think yeah i admit it yeah i also thought it was very in well i don't know i'm sure it's happened before but you know how when in like the first episode he's played by a completely different kid (laughs) in the first Uh, in the first episode he shows up in so the first episode he's in, I believe, is when uh, Frasier gets him a a gift, and what he really wants is a oh. Turbo Laser Robo Geek. Yeah, that is a different kid, and that yeah, maybe maybe I would have liked him if they'd kept him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's how so, little yeah. I I tend to gla- like my eyes glaze over when Freddie seems. Come on, I just I can't. I skip those up. I tend to skip those episodes or just kind of tune out of his scenes. Uh, I'll tell you what I ultra yeah. skip is the one where he's goth. He's like goth, oh, and God. I think Fraser makes him yeah yeah go camping. <laughs> that one is the, the bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah whatever uh, episode. Bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, but, both yeah. are right. 
Yeah, that that the goth episode is funny you mentioned it because that one just came to mind, and I uh, and in the in the Buckets, <laughs> uh, episode, terrible. I, I just like I don't want to hear him. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll stop being mean, but like <laughs> I, re- I really, I not, really, we're not attacking not the actor, the character Freddie. That's what we're talking about, the Freddie character. So it's okay, the Freddie if character. he's fictional, it's okay. I would have preferred, like, I would have preferred if, if for every Freddy episode, they just had another Lilith episode or, you know. Yeah. Even, totally. you yes. know, I don't know. But. That's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. And this is a safe place to show, you know, differing opinions <laughs> on uh, characters. It's yeah. interesting because I just never, it probably means I also don't have strong feelings about him because I just never... When I think of the show, he's just never one of the characters that I go to in my head. So yeah, he's a non-essential, and and really, he didn't even live in Seattle. I mean, cool, he visits every once in a while. You don't have to have him visit. Lilith visited every once in a while, but she could visit more. I I just feel like that was a lot of wasted opportunity where they could have done something else, or like you suggested, have a daughter. That would have been so much fun. A little Lilith. I would have loved that. And she, yes, yeah. and was also bi-curious, which I also thought Lilith definitely gave off a vibe where I was like, she was definitely the masculine one in that relationship yes. of her yes. and, uh, mm-hmm. and Fraser. Yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, season six, we uh, creep ever further uh, to to uh, to season seven. Uh and at this point, uh, what episode? Oh, okay. So Donnie enters the picture, who mm-hmm. is his divorce lawyer that he hires. Yeah. And there's a particular moment that I think of uh, that brings me back to one thing that I always thought was uh, a little creepy, which is uh, this. So when they, so when Donnie and Daphne get together at the end of an episode, uh, he says to Daphne, he says, what's that wonderful scent? And and I wrote it down. I'm not doing this uh, for memory. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then Niles and then Niall says cherry bark and almonds. Yeah. And I always thought it was very weird. He I think he was always obsessed with how she smelled. That was like a big like point of, you know, here's yeah. a thing I love about Daphne. And I always thought that was weird. And I always thought it was interesting that she never picked up on that like at, there's an episode where he's at, he's like what's that wonderful scent and she goes it's obsession which is the name and then he's like i'm not obsessed and then she laughs um yeah that was, yeah. That was a funny joke yeah i mean he was always smelling her hair um yeah always all smelling the time her hair, you know just kind of going in for like a waft um i guess it turned him on yeah uh, <laughs> so <laughs> odd it's very <laughs> odd <laughs> Which is weird, but that it's also very, I mean, that was clearly something that came out in the writer's room where, you know, people probably bounced around what they did when they had a crush. And, you know, you think about it, you know, yeah. there's like a guy you like and you, you get a, like, that you smell him. He walks by and he smells yeah. really good. You're like, oh, and you just kind of want to get over get close and like, just taking his scent. Um, so I guess that's what they were like, oh, well, this would be a funny thing if Niles did, if he would, if any time Daphne's near, he'd try to get a whiff of her scent, <laughs> get a, like a, <laughs> a sniff. Um, 
which is weird. I mean, that's weird human behavior, but it's also like natural human behavior. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I think the, it's like the things that we do that are so strange, but we do them. It it is. It is definitely natural human behavior, but I do wonder if that's where, because I'm definitely a person who's very, like, smell is important. Mm-hmm. It's very important in, in, a, in a romantic partner. And so sometimes I wonder, is that where it stemmed from? Or I think everyone, I mean, it's important how you smell. But I feel yeah. like, you know, there's certain things where I'm like, oh, I love the, the scent of this specific, specific laundry detergent mm-hmm. uh, and this aftershave. And I'm like, maybe Niles rubbed off on me. I feel like he did. Oh, well, I think because she did tell him in an episode, an earlier episode, that that was what she, that was her shampoo. That's the shampoo she uses. It's cherry milk and almond. She did tell him that. Oh. Like, that's from a, pre- oh. that's a reference from a previous episode. Okay. Well, that just yeah. makes him a diehard romantic. Yeah. Just yeah. even remembering. <laughs> yeah. Because he um, remembers. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, before before we uh, we get to the the big sort of finale of of season seven, uh, there's an episode where Daphne uh, has a dream. I think she finds out that Donnie's gonna propose to her, mm-hmm. and then she ends up having this dream about this man with no face who's actually the man she's supposed to be with. All yeah. she knows is that he's wearing a red bow tie. She tells Niles that, and then he wears a red <laughs> bow tie, and then tells yeah. her not to marry Donnie. And yeah. at first I thought, I thought, <laughs> hey, that's not cool. No, not nice at all. <laughs> no, I was like, damn. And like, that's dangerous. That's like mm-hmm. him being a psychologist. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> they can be very manipulative and hold and yield a lot of power. <laughs> um, but I did think it was really sweet at the end. He does end up like being there for her as a friend and says like, you know what? Maybe the dream didn't mean anything. And that's when I was like, okay, he's putting her happiness before his. This yeah. feels real now, finally. Mm-hmm, that's how I mm-hmm. felt. Yeah, yeah, because she was stressed out about it, and then it turned out that it was, you know, like a pre precognitive dream that she wasn't supposed to be with him. Because there isn't there like a little dragon symbol, I think, in her dream. Yeah, and then she ends up yeah. like Niles gets a dragon uh, or something, just a dragon with Niles. Um, so That's yeah, right. I, know. I love that episode as someone who's totally into dreams and and does you know a lot of work with them. I was like, that was a real. I, I love that the way they did that. But Niles showing up in his bow tie was hilarious. It's <laughs> 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 definitely not not cool on his part, but I you know understand his intentions. <laughs> yeah, and then cute, and then cute. Mm-hmm. I felt it yeah. was cute. I mean. I mean, sad for us, the audience, because right. you know she says yes. Um, all right, so this is this is an important. Uh, this is the most important, which is mm-hmm. the the part two, uh, season two finale. Yeah. I I know for a fact this uh, these two episodes are the ones I've rewatched more than any. And so I, I'm curious: are there <laughs> any? Is there one or f- two episodes that you 
feel like you go back to a lot because you like them so much? Of those two episodes or just the whole? Just the whole, because I'm curious. Oh, of the whole series? Yeah. Well, season Uh, one through seven. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, season one through seven. um, I mean, I've definitely watched Moondance a lot. Watched uh, the um, Daphne H. Sherry. Love that episode. Um, So great. uh, The part I think I like with the... um, Let's see. This is season seven, the last two, two episodes. The one that starts out when she's in therapy, right? No, no, no. Yeah, that's like the second to last. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, I'm getting all my, my episodes mixed up. Oh, this is the one that starts. You're talking about the episode where she's in anger management therapy? Um, oh, yeah. That's that's the one I thought you were referencing. Um, that That episode is the one that is the one right before the finale. So that's the one where she goes to therapy and she ha- she has to go because, you know, mm-hmm. she accidentally caused a traffic accident by throwing yeah. her neighbor's clothes over the balcony. Mm-hmm. But that's the episode she realizes that she really, truly cares about Niles. About Niles. And I think that's actually like in the middle of season seven. Um, oh, no, I'm the- pretty sure I can. Or is- I can check right now. Yeah. I believe it's tr- truly the episode right before the the finale so this is season seven yeah it's uh yeah it's dark side of the moon after that are the are the two um the two-part finale oh the dish ran away from the spoon uh that is called something borrowed something blue that's the name of the oh and then season eight is when it is the dish ran away with this from the spoon that sounds about right yes but so okay now in the two-part series uh you know what i'm just gonna read this quote because it always melts my heart and so Mm -hmm. when um when fraser or sorry when niles and daphne finally have a moment alone after the rehearsal dinner niles now knows Daphne has feelings for him. She says she doesn't want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. he says, the truth is I love you. And she's like, oh, you shouldn't say that. And then he says, it's the truth. Lord knows I've tried to deny it, tried to pretend that I'm over you. But not a day has gone by when I haven't thought of you. Your smile, your beautiful eyes, what it would be like to hold your hand and ask you the question I never get asked mm-hmm. or never dare ask. And then and then, uh, and then, then they get... Uh, They get interrupted by the party downstairs. Mm -hmm. That always melts my heart. How do you feel about how how they revealed? Were you satisfied? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I really liked it. I liked all the little interruptions, and then they run away, and they say, yeah. It was... um, yeah. It just felt like a big, like a big, nice, like relief. Like finally, we everyone's on the same page. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and then when they share, they share their first kiss. Mm-hmm. None, none of it's none, none of it is creepy to me at that point. It's all very, it's all very cute. Yeah, it's very. Also, cute. I also uh, never understood, like. Of all people that she almost marries, Donnie, who's like definitely 
older than her, uh, you know, sweats a lot, <laughs> has, according to Roz, like very pointy teeth. Mm-hmm. I, it, I don't know. It was always such and like also the height difference between them is so like staggering. Like I remember when, you know, Niles is dancing with Mel, Daphne's mm-hmm. dancing with Donnie. And I mm-hmm. remember like they're long, longingly yeah. looking at each other, but like Donnie like lays his head on her breast. And I was just like, this is <laughs> Daphne. I don't understand. <laughs> he is a it very, so, you know, I, 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 it's like if you're looking at it on surface level, like, yeah, no, but I think on a, like a deeper level, you know, he's a very, Donnie's a very charming guy. He was a good guy. You know, Rob called him the one who got away because um, they used to yeah. date. Oh. And That's so right, he yeah. clearly has, you know, something that, um, you know, women found attractive and, uh, you know, his personality is very confident man, very confident man. And, uh, you know, confidence gets you very far. So, <laughs> um, you know what? That's true. That's definitely mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I have. I don't think I've been. I don't think I've ever been attracted to a Donnie per se, but I've definitely been attracted to men in that I realized in the afterwards, like, oh, they weren't that great, but they were really charming. Yeah, I've <laughs> Not definitely that, dated a, yeah. a Donnie. Uh, in the past, oh yeah, like, guy who was just not 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 at all physically attractive, uh, uh-huh. but he was very you know gregarious and confident and went for what he wants and what he wanted and got it all the time. You know, he's just very and that was you know for me I was like oh yeah this is fun you know <laughs> um, yeah I uh, I get it and 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 that. Actually, just given the way how confident he was and given how not confident Niles was, yeah. it, now it, it makes so much sense that it took that long for them to get together because yeah. of how sort of, you know, how how not confident he was. Um, I For me, I would say it started creepy the, the whole seven years, but but then got cute. Yeah. What, what What's your g- general consensus? Um, I think it started out very like endearing and sweet. And then I, I mean, I liked the way it started. And then, I mean, there were definitely moments where he got a little like creepy. Um, yeah. You know, throughout the seven years. Um, but I think mm-hmm. that's sometimes we do that when we have crushes, we get a little weird. Um, it's true. <laughs> I know I've done it. I know. Right. And I think that's what makes him relatable. But then, yes, definitely cute in the end and uh yeah i love love the way they that they played that storyline out for sure absolutely it's Mm -hmm. weird because now that i think about like what are things that i do that niles couldn't do then that he would do and those would be like stock uh daphne on instagram i can just picture it in my head yeah yeah (laughs) like Like, all the way back to the beginning yeah definitely like oh my god you left a comment (laughs) On on this guy's page, <gasps> you know, like how do you know? I must that? find him. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It, it's definitely yeah. I I, en- I envy uh, that simpler time mm-hmm. because now it's a uh, it's too easy to um to really 
torture yourself uh, with social media. Very, very dangerous. It really Um, is. Yeah. So I'm glad that 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 Frasier was on when it was because Mm -hmm. that's the other thing that kind of grosses me out about the thought of uh, a possible revival is knowing, you know, they're going to have to like, you know, reference uh, how things have changed and, you know, maybe Frasier not understanding what a podcast is and, uh, (laughs) you know, all, all the, all the fumbling around and trying to make that uh, funny. So, um, but Hey, people listening again, you want me to be an extra in the background? Uh, I'll, I'll be there. I will a hundred percent be there uh, just to be on the set uh, in Cafe Nervosa. I do have a yeah. Cafe Nervosa mug, and you, you can get them ah. online if you're interested. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to sit yeah. in one of their chairs, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? The reason this is called I'm listening, like you can't see me right now, but I'm in, you know, a room wearing headphones, uh, <laughs> and I've got a microphone. I've really got the whole um, fantasy down. Almost, uh, except I don't have, I do have a producer, but she's not in the room and that's okay. Uh, so it was, yeah. Well, thank you so much uh, for you. stopping by. Um, yeah, it yeah, was a pleasure. Great. And absolutely, I'm always so happy to meet uh, craniacs. Not my term, one that I believe was invented by a previous guest I had, Josh Gondelman. But um, I feel like you are a fellow craniac. Absolutely. Indeed, love, 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 love Frasier. Marissa, what are you up to? And, you know, where can people find you and what you're up to? I have a podcast I do with another writer. Uh, we put up just a few episodes. We tape when we feel like taping. <laughs> it's called Write in Life, and it's about being a writer in L.A. Uh, when we're starting out, when you're starting out, you kind of get into resources and things to check out and things to know and things we've learned. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram at Marissa Bramwell. It's M-A-R-I-S-A-B-R-A-M-W-E-L-L on Instagram. I'm on Twitter too, but I don't tweet that often. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Marissa, for being here. And until next time, good night, Seattle. <laughs>